3: This programme was previously broadcast live on Lovesport Radio, so some items may be out of date. Phone-in elements of these shows are not available, but if you'd like to comment or give us feedback on our shows, you can tweet us at Lovesport Radio. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Alternatively, you can find this and other podcasts on iTunes or Spotify using the keyword Lovesport.
4: It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. That'll cheer you up if you've been sat home all day, will not it? 0208 70 20 558. If you want to join the show, you can call us, you can WhatsApp us, or you can tweet us at lovesportsradio. Miles Blumsum here, joined by the back of the Nest team. As always, Nick Gillard and James Howard are with me. Uh, let's bring them in. I know James is sat at home on Skype because we've just seen the video. Uh, James, just firstly, you need to change the angle, mate. Double chin. <laughs> How are you, buddy?
5: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, how are you? Can you hear me okay? Yeah,
4: we can hear you absolutely fine. Um, how have you been? Are you at work at the moment? What's happening on your end? Uh,
5: no, I'm uh, funny enough, it's interesting. I'm actually starting a new job on Monday. Um, okay. And um, I was a little bit worried about it, but they called me today and said it's all going ahead. Um, What's your address? We'll send you all the computer equipment to your house. You're going to be working from home from day one.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So you won't know any of the staff, any of the policies. You can't sit behind the person like you normally do awkwardly for the first day uh, watching them work. You're just going to have to crack
5: on. Well, it sounds like it. I mean, I guess there'll be some kind of video conferencing or whatever, but uh, it's scary because they said, look, the office is completely closed. We would have had you in on day one uh, just to kind of meet your new manager and pick up your laptop. But uh, we think you may have to just stay at home and we're just going to send it all to you. So, yeah, it's crazy times. Yeah.
4: Yeah. um, Nick Gillard is with us as well. Nick, how are you doing? Have you you been you've been out and about or are you staying at home?
0: Um, I'm at home, um, it looks like we're going to be going for the 12 week isolation stretch because my son recently <laughs> recovered Yeah. So uh, and my line of business as well, home tutoring I've uh, no no kids to tutor because they've all shown symptoms so work has kind of dried up yeah. so um, I'm just thinking what I'm going to do for 12 weeks so I've got sieve line, lined up on my computer all ready to go um, I might grow some stuff in the garden Keep myself busy
4: and watch lots and lots of Crystal Palace videos.
0: Yeah, yeah, I took them down a charity shop about six weeks ago. The old VHS, I could have watched them. You're going to go through the
4: lot and then take them down when when we've all finished with this. Um, right, let's get into the football now because there's no football for Crystal Palace. I don't know if you've seen the EFL statement today. They had their board meeting. The Premier Leagues is tomorrow, but I would assume that the Premier Leagues will sort of follow suit from the EFL in terms of the statement that uh, top priority is to get the rest of the 2019-20 season finished. Uh, the EFL, which I think is really nice, is going to be is doing a short-term handoff. Uh, out of 50 million pounds to ensure the survival of clubs but let's start with the actual finishing of the season is this something that's realistic I know UEFA yesterday said they wanted to get it done by July I can't see that happening unless it's behind closed doors which personally I'd rather just not see football
5: yeah um I, I think that um I Overall, I believe that the season should be finished. Um, I don't think it will be finished um, by July. I think, you know, we, from what the PM and the advisors are saying, you know, this is going to go well into uh, the summer. Um, I'd be inclined to sort of say, you know, let's carry it over to next year, next season. Uh, let's see it finished properly uh, and take things from there, really. Um, I, just, I just think it's... It's just um, unf- it just be it wouldn't be fair on a lot of teams and a lot of clubs to, to finish it too early and start awarding out you know winners medals and rele- maybe possibly telling clubs they've got to be relegated etc. Um, I think it's got to be finished and my first choice would be to you know if it happens that we have to restart it you know in September then we we just continue it in September and, and we just play along like that really.
0: Nick, do you agree? Yeah, kind of. There's lots to consider. What I think should happen, it can go on for as long now because Euros have been moved on a year, haven't they? So uh, I saw um, Schenk uh, Tosun was kind of celebrating that fact um, that he will be fit for the Euros now. (laughs)
6: Um, So
0: so that's good news for him. Um, It's hard, isn't it? Because we've we've got a long... It's such an unknown, this uh, blooming virus, that we don't know what is around the corner. So we might be in a position where China seems to be now, where they're down to five reported cases a day in uh, Wuhan. Um, So, you know, I I don't know how many weeks it's been going on for since January. So, you know, two or three months down the line, we might be in a position to do it. As for playing games behind closed doors, I really kind of poo-pooed it. But the fact is they need to keep revenue coming in the, the money they get for attending games is from from the paying punters is is really small beer compared to the broadcasting money um, so I think if they can keep going as long as some of that money can go down into the lower leagues uh, as kind of keeping them afloat as it were just as a you know, almost attacks tax on the big teams. If they can play the games behind closed doors, sure, there'll be no atmosphere, but at least we'll have something to talk about and take our mind off things.
4: So do you think this, uh, Nick, I'll just, just stay with you quickly, do you think this £50 million short-term loan is going to be enough? You're talking about Premier League clubs playing behind closed doors, getting the tele money in to filter down through. Is that really the obligation of Premier League clubs, uh, especially with the EFL trying to start with these contingency plans?
0: It isn't an obligation, but it's the right thing to do. No, that's just the way I see it. It's, I think it's morally, it's the right thing to do. We've we've all got to kind of get away from this. Let's all sort of look after ourselves and start looking out for each other, particularly you know, a national sport. Because without the lower league teams, it, it, it just wouldn't be the same anyway. And it, it it does look like some teams could really, really suffer from it. But again, we everybody's going to suffer from individual people to to the bloke running the coffee shop around the corner so it's 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 something that's affecting everybody so there might be government help who knows what's going to come up in the next few days
4: James in terms of not just Crystal Palace but all football clubs are you worried for the liquidation for the for the the existence of some football clubs especially going down the leagues as we go forward through this coronavirus pandemic
5: yeah, I'd be worried for a lot of football clubs outside of, you know, maybe the Premier League and Championship. Um, like all businesses, um, it's not going to be easy at all because there's no free money about, that's for sure. Um, there might be interest-free loans, which the government are offering. Um, but, you know, if you're sailing close to the wind in a business, uh, and I include football as a business, um, then you know you might make a decision where do you know what i don't want to take on more debt um even if it is interest free or it's it's over a longer period of time because we're so close to you know going out of business it just just puts some more pressure um and you know i come from a financial services business background and i fully understand uh, the challenges that, that, that these businesses will have uh, and this is the you know the smaller businesses that, that can't ride the, the, the you know there's a lot of larger organizations and businesses that can that, that have got you know um, money uh, available to them in these times of needs and crisis but there are businesses that are running um, week by week and those will be the the football clubs for example that are in the lower leagues um, that are really relying on you know the weekly gate to get them by every every week and uh, yeah it's it's who knows what's going to happen? It is a, it's a big worry for a, a lot of uh, clubs and businesses. Yeah. Well,
4: something that can have financial implications as well is player contracts because with the suggestions that the league gets started as and when it can, it could be in September, there will be players' contracts that are ending in in June. So at the end of June is the end of the season. 1st of July is the start of the next season. Generally speaking, uh, players contracts come up at that point and they would then have no, again, we talk about obligation. They have no obligation to re-sign, or they could try to hold the club for ransom if they needed to, if they thought, you know what? No, if I'm going to stay, you're going to have to pay me Now, on the Charlton Fan Show previously, we talked to Crystal Palace coach, Dean Kiley, who said that he can't see any player downing tools because of the reputation they'd get. But as a fan, uh, James, starting with you, does it worry you slightly that some players could just go, no, I'm done, my contract's up and try and go and find employment elsewhere?
5: Um, that's a tricky one. I, I don't think that there will be much employment elsewhere. I think that, um, you know, whether they stay or whether they think where they can go, um, there's not good. I mean, I heard what Nick said earlier about, you know, possibility of playing behind closed doors, but then you, you've got the, the, you know, you've got the concerns for the players. They've got to, they've got to go training. You've got all the staff that they need to prepare them for the games. And, you know, we're going to, Going be, we're on the verge of being completely locked down in this country. You know, this is just the start of it, and I, I just cannot see uh, this happening. I mean, I've got my local, you know, daughter swimming clubs that have stopped training. You know, and uh, you know, every single sort of club, the leisure centres are thinking of closing down. You know. I know there's a lot of money in football, and we'd all love to say, well, yeah, let's watch it on TV. But these guys, these football players, and all their support staff, you know, they're going to be out in the environment and they're going to be exposed to the virus, and their families will be exposed to it as a consequence. So I can't see anything happening, and I can't see anyone getting into any financial. Uh, transitions of players that maybe are running down their contracts or looking to move elsewhere i just think it's going to be a complete standstill for quite a few months to be honest
0: i i think that society is actually going to change because of all of this and actually there won't be that attitude of oh well well we'll we'll try and screw the club over i think i think we will fundamentally change as a society once once it all kind of dies down I really do. Maybe not for long, but it, it's just we're, we're just all going to see the world in a, in a slightly different way. And, and one would hope that the that the greed aspect, that we're all in this together, should shine through a bit more. Maybe it's a bit idealistic to say that, but you know, I, I really do think there'll be fundamental change.
4: Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens going forward. Now, Steve Parish has been offering staff assurances over pay. I want to bring in Crystal Palace legend, former centre-back Jim Cannon next to talk about this, talk about how he thinks the club is going to do going forward, to talk about what Steve Parrish has said about making sure that all the staff that would have been paid on these match days are going to still get their money to survive. We're just coming up to quarter past eight. This is the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport London.
1: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: The Tunksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
3: For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio.
4: This is the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. with are station that gives fans a voice. We've got your team covered with Churchill Business Insurance. Take the stress out of managing your business with Churchill. Churchill's standard policy provides £1 million of public liability cover with access to our 24-7 legal helpline. Not to mention a range of add-ons including cover for your tools and business equipment, personal accident and employer's liability insurance. Uh, just visit the public liability page on churchill.com. Churchill is underwritten by UK Insurance Limited. I want to bring in a Crystal Palace legend to the chat now. Jim Cannon, welcome back to the Crystal Palace fan, Sean sport. How are you today?
6: I'm very well, thank you. Uh,
4: how are you keeping? What What are you doing with yourself at the moment during the coronavirus? Are you uh, social distancing? Are you self-isolating? Or are you just carrying on as normal?
6: Uh, well, I suppose I'm carrying on as normal as you can. But obviously, you're always aware of... I mean, I was chatting to your neighbour today and I, we both said, "Well, we'll keep six foot apart. So <laughs> it, it's like, you know... It's in your mind, you know, that it's obviously a serious thing. Uh, I'm still having my game of golf with my mate because we're out in the open, but... uh until we're told otherwise we just you just try and be careful
4: yeah you just got to make sure you get your shopping in because the shops are an absolute madhouse (laughs) at the moment um how you i don't know if you've seen the efl statement today so it's not the premier league yet but in terms of trying to get the season finished at all costs we're just talking to james and nick who are joining me from the back of the nest podcast we'll get them into the conversation very shortly um the season finishing at all costs. UEFA have said yesterday they want to try and get it done by July. I can't see that happening. That's both domestic and European competition, by the way. Um, how do you see the se- this season being resolved?
6: Well, yeah, obviously uh, I've been watching Sky Sports and uh, I saw the comment about uh, try to get the season playing, if it's, it means playing behind closed doors. But, I mean, that still affects... Uh, and I presume if they do that, the cameras will be there because they'll obviously want to be showing it on whatever television or Sky or whatever. So you're going to have a lot of people still involved and like players are going to have physical contact and, and nobody really knows how long this is going to go on. And do them players actually know, although they feel great, that one of them might have a virus and suddenly it's spreading. And so... Uh, I can't see anything changing as far as games being allowed to be played in front of crowds uh, because I think this looks as if it's uh, an ongoing thing that's going to last more than a few months. So, I mean, the idea of trying to get them finished would be great, but uh, I, I don't know what other way. I mean, obviously, there's lots of different scenarios that you could just finish the season as it is and whatever teams are, but the only team that, the only one team in the whole of the country that can actually say yeah we we'll get the championship or the premiership is liverpool cuz they're so far ahead everything else is up in the up in arms like you've got the premier league the bottom three or well, any of the, any of them could jump five places with one win uh, so it's a very difficult situation. I, I wouldn't like to be the people in charge at the moment, put it that way.
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. One of the people in charge of a club, Steve Parrish, of course, in charge at Crystal Palace, he has now come out and said that all people that would have been employed for the fixtures that are being postponed at the moment will still be paid so that they don't go into financial um, in- uh, uncertainty. That's because... We forget sometimes as football fans how much goes into to a match day and how much goes into running a club. This isn't just about the players who earn so much money. This isn't just about the manager, about the star, about the uh, the top level staff. There are the people in the kitchen, there are the stewards on the match day. There are the people who would work in the ground, just selling hot dogs and selling pies and beers that earn very little money that rely on that cash from these these match day weekends to survive. Uh, this is a very very good statement from. Steve. Steve Parrish, provided that he goes through with it?
6: Yeah, I I did see the statement and uh, obviously I'm thinking, oh, does that mean I'll get my match fee for not turning (laughs) up (laughs) Uh, being being a Scotsman? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean the clubs clubs can't function without all the infrastructure. You know, like the players on the pitch are obviously the most important aspect when it comes to playing and winning games, but without all the staff and everything else that goes with it, a club wouldn't survive. So for Steve to come out and say that if somebody's off ill, uh, it won't be statutory sick pay they're getting, they will get their full wage. And I, I think that's that's brilliant. But uh, for how long, you know, he might suddenly think, oh, this is this is going to happen longer than I thought. But I think it's great for all the people that are working to know that He's got the back and he's come straight out and made a statement. And you've got to hold your hands up and say, well done. And We
4: talk about Crystal Palace being a community club here on the Crystal Palace Fan Show quite often. And I think this is from Steve Parrish, a good statement to back that up. Let's 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 get James in because I know he's sat there on Skype and I know he's always bursting at the brim to give you his questions <laughs> out. I'm sure he's got some questions for you, Jim, as well.
5: Oh yeah, hello, Jim. Um, just uh, Hi, Jim. as a player, ex-player yourself, um, in this situation, it's it's. It, what do you do as a player, you know, to keep fit? Um, because uh, especially, you know, these days they seem to sort of, you know. Um, get weight training and there's a lot more work with physios etc i mean yeah it's all very well sort of people staying at home and not going in a social environment but you know these are top athletes and uh, you know if they are expected to come back very very quickly back to football um they need to be uh, at the peak of their fitness so what would you recommend or what would you suggest that they do or, or what do you think they are doing to keep to keep fairly fit in the meantime
6: well, they'll obviously all of the ones. That, I mean, I I'd notice at Palace, especially, have closed the training ground for a week, so they'll all all have been given programmes. Uh, probably a lot of them, not unlike in my day, will all have their own gyms at home. Uh, so they'll have the facilities, and I dare say, if they haven't, the club will get facilities to them uh, where they can train. But I mean, there's only so much you can do. But I, I suppose the only thing is that every team will be in the same position. Players will lose a certain amount of fitness, um, but they'll all probably be in the same sort of boat. But yeah, that's all you can do. You, and nowadays, because of all the GPS stuff that they've got, you, you know, a guy in a little room at home, the physio, can be keeping an eye on what a player's doing purely by him wearing a watch and transferring everything that they do. So they can't get away with it. So the program's <laughs> The programmes that we give given, they, they will stick to it. I mean, they're all professional athletes, as you said, and uh, they'll be, all be working hard. And no different from when we, two, three weeks before we started pre-season training, I would be out running and, and working really hard, almost doing my own pre-season before I got there, because you wanted to get back fit and ready to go.
0: Hitting the ground running. Hello, Jim. Yeah. Um, these... Um... Hypothetically, you play a game behind closed doors in an empty stadium. My question to you is, how much do you think the crowd affects you as a player? Because it must be really eerie playing a behind-closed-door game. Are you, are you not as up for it because you haven't got the crowd behind you? Is it? How how would it affect you psychologically, do you think?
6: Well, I, I don't think it's an ideal scenario. I don't think any player wants to go out and play. I mean, the, the whole point of going walking out at Sellers Park or any stadium on a Saturday afternoon is walking out to that 25,000 people that are screaming and shouting and and that gets the adrenaline going and gets you going and if it turns out that it's a a living aside (laughs) behind closed doors it's like a practice match the atmosphere is not there and I mean, if they've got to do it, they've got to do it. But it's it's certainly, I I don't think any player, if they had a choice of 30,000 people or 200, I know what they would choose. So it's not an ideal scenario.
4: When you say not an ideal scenario, would you rather just not see football be played?
6: No, no. I mean, if if that's what they've got to do and it's safe to do, then they might have to do it. Uh, as I say, there's, there's different options. I mean, if you can't get the season finished, and I mean, if this goes on sort of longer than what they think, I mean, the same three, four months, then you're almost going to be into your next season. So uh, there's loads of different scenarios. What, what do you do? You give Liverpool the league because they're so far ahead. Personally, what I would do is just leave the, the premiership as it is bring up West Brom and Leeds and vice versa all the way through, have two extra teams or whatever it is and, and just start again?
0: What I'd do, and I've just thought of this, is if <laughs> next season has to be cut short, and yeah. we reduce the number of teams in the Premier League for one season. So yeah. if we go up to whatever position West Ham are in and then yeah. relegate from West Ham downwards, <laughs> then we have maybe... 16, 14 teams. We play a short season, and then, providing West Ham don't get into the playoffs or promoted, because we'll let more teams up again to balance it out. We can we can even it up.
4: I'm guessing this is just a, just just your dig at West Ham. I'm sure I'm sure you'd probably want fifteenth <laughs> down, so Brighton work. could be in there as well to go down as well, wouldn't you, Nick?
0: Yeah, yeah, indeed.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how that can work realistically. If the season finishes and they just say, like you've said about, um, you mentioned before, Liverpool being the only sort of guaranteed, but then even not necessarily guaranteed. I heard Paul Merson saying before if he was playing snooker and he was he was twenty-two frames down, there was two frames, you know, it was best of twenty. And it was first to twenty five. He'd still go, and they, and you just finished it there, and then he'd still go down the pub a couple of weeks later and say, "I was going to beat you that day." So <laughs> yeah. until it's mathematically done, it's not done. And if it ended how it is, and they just went Bournemouth, Villa, Norwich, see you later, all of those teams surely would be able to sue.
6: Yeah, you can, uh, There's no way you can do that. You can't. You can't relegate teams. I mean, I, I'm. I'll mention Liverpool. L- listen, we can play for a million years. Liverpool have won the league. Anybody with any brains in any sense knows that the other side of it, the relegation side, there's nine games to go, and there's teams there that, with a game in hand, can jump up four or five places. So you you couldn't relegate them. You you can't do that. So I think that's straight out the window. I suppose the only the the one true way to do it, if we can't get crowds back, is play behind closed doors. But uh as I say that's a, a decision for maybe even by then the government won't allow it. You don't know. So
4: Yeah, there's there's not much the government can do if or there's not much football can do if the government issues a lockdown. We're seeing lockdowns in Italy and Spain. So a great video uh, earlier in Italy, of lockdown, one guy's got his speakers and his decks out on his balconies, playing playing a DJ set to the entire street. I wouldn't mind seeing that around, but um, I live in Tring, and I think it'd probably be Neil, Neil Diamond we'd have to play, not some of the club bangers <laughs> we've got at the moment. Um, <laughs> if the, when the se- if when when the season does resume, if it does resume, what do you think uh, Palace can go to next? You must be, as a former centre half yourself, be looking back, thinking three clean sheets on the bounce. Gary Cahill, Scott Down doing a great job. Um, Palace. Potentially could move up the league. They're only three points behind Spurs in eighth at the moment.
6: Well, we're we're only a few points off fifth spot. So I mean, th- this has come at a really bad time for us because we just got up ahead of steam. We sort of we're sort of looking actually quite good at the moment. So if if things hadn't, I mean, everything's going to change. You know, like if there's a few months off for teams, everything will change a little bit, but. I suppose is our, uh, the one thing we're looking at is to be safe from relegation. I think we're well away from that now. And I think as a team and as a club, we're probably looking maybe to get up another two. I think it'd be nice to finish inside the top 10 because you could say you've had a, a, a really successful and progressive season. and Well, unfortunately, that's sort of it's all on hold at the moment. But I think that's what we're looking for.
4: All right, Jim, thank you so much for joining us. Former Crystal Palace centre-half, Jim Cannon, there. Just uh, gone half past eight on your Wednesday evening. This is Love Sport London. We're doing the Crystal Palace Fan Show. We're going to be talking next about a player who has still been playing. He's technically a Crystal Palace player, but Palace might not get the money that they deserve from him. This is Love Sport.
3: From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love
4: Sport Radio. We are here to keep you company, and you can give us a call 0208 70 20 558. You can also drop us a message on WhatsApp, or you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio just to keep you company while you're in self isolation, while you're going to work, while you're just whatever you're doing at the moment in this time. Of pandemic that we're seeing, coronavirus, COVID nineteen outbreak. We're doing the Crystal Palace fan show still, and we're gonna. It's, it's sort of coronavirus related, but we're gonna move away from it slightly. I'm joined by the back of the nest podcast team. Uh, James Howard and Nick Gillard are with me. Uh, we seem to do it every week, but there's been more rumours about Alexander Sorloth, who was awful at Palace, but is doing very, very well at uh, Transubsport in. Turkey. Now, Trabs and Spore are still playing. Turkish League is still playing at the moment. Today, the news has broken that John Obi Mikel has just left the club because of fears for coronavirus, because it's still being played. Uh, he's just decided, no, I'm not having this, and he's gone. Soloth is still banging them in. Now he's being offered to Napoli by his agent... Palace could only get five mil, which doesn't seem fitting for the amount of goals he's scored. Uh, firstly, Nick, what do you make of the in, this entire situation with Solov It's just it's crazy, isn't it?
0: It's completely bonkers, absolutely bonkers. Because I think I've said it before, he's one of the worst players I've ever seen in a Palace <laughs> shirt. It just it, it it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy year and um soloff isn't the craziest thing that's happened now is it but i i yeah you you couldn't make it up um good luck to the bloke um whoever wrote the the contract and the clauses um is probably um hiding under a bushel now because it, it just makes a mockery of it all you've got you go have some sort of sell-on clause or something just in the rare event that's a bad player's going to turn really good.
4: Well, I guess the clause was five million, wasn't it, James?
0: Yeah.
4: James, are you there?
5: I'm still here. Can oh, you hear still me? Okay. Yeah,
4: yeah, I can hear you now. I don't know what happened there. Um, the, the, the five yeah. million is the, is the sell-on clause, I guess. I mean, if you looked at this deal when, it, when he went to Trabs and Spore, you would have gone, five million, we'll take that. He's been rubbish. It's completely unforeseeable how good he's been.
5: Yeah, I mean, this is the risk you, you've got to take in business. It's all very well with hindsight, you know, with everything. You know, you, you predict this coronavirus uh, four months ago, you'd be a millionaire. So, you know, it, it's it's just, you know, I think what Nick Nick is saying, what I agree with is that, you know, he was so bad for us, you just can't believe how a player can be so poor and suddenly turn it around and be, you know, exceptionally brilliant for another club you'll you know I, I do put in inverted commas it is a different league in Turkey it's not the Premier League and that's the caveat I want to put out there is yeah it's all very well the likes of Napoli coming in and saying yeah and come to us but you know yeah let them spend 10 million 20 million or whatever but yeah let's see if he does it in your league um now <laughs> we had a journalist on the other week who was from turkey and uh, he suggested that you know he would rather have Sorloff off than 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 tank so i have to take his word for it and assume that 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 off really is the business and he is doing doing a good job so yeah we've, we've missed the boat and we've allowed him to go um for you know Half the price we paid, I think we paid maybe nine, ten million for him. So if we get five million, half the price. But that's business, you know. You, you know, we, we had to tempt somebody into taking him off our hands because he <laughs> was that bad. And we tempted a club to take him off our hands. And we've had our fingers potentially burnt over this. And we just have to walk away and try and learn from it. Sometimes James, it
4: works out.
0: <laughs> James, do you think, um, with Ben Teco playing as well as he had, can you? Could you have seen Sorloff having the sort of games Benteke's had the last three or four games? Because Benteke's been pivotal, <laughs> and as, as much as I'm hearing about Sorloff, I haven't seen a lot of it. But is he is he yeah. actually is he just putting them in, or is he being... I don't know. Could he cut it in the Premier League?
5: i don't think he i I, you know from what i've seen from ben take is when he first when ben take first came to us he really did the business he looked really good i think sam allardyce was the manager put quite a few goals away held the ball up really did well and then his performance went downhill lost his confidence and gradually you know last few months it's taken a while believe you me we've had to be very patient (laughs) but gradually last few months um he's got his form back he's playing very very well. he has scored but he's not really scoring enough but i hadn't i didn't see any potential whatsoever in soloff from any of the first games he played to any of the end games he played i just didn't see it but with Take i did see it when he first came to the club
4: i mean soloff is younger 24 years old so it could just be that he's matured in the last couple of years
5: well, he's, he's. I mean, it just seemed to happen overnight, though. I mean, it's just like, yeah, he's gone out on loan and he's just got off to a great start. I think he scored on his debut and he's just been scoring every week. Um, I just think that uh, maybe it is down to the league that he's playing in. That's all I can put it down to, unfortunately. But I don't want to. I don't want to be sour grapes. I don't want to, you know rubbish the player if he is the, the business and he does go elsewhere I wish him good luck and if he can do it in the Italian league or if he can do it in the Spanish league then then yeah we've we we, we we've, we've obviously made a big mistake there.
4: Um, you don't want to be saying about the league good thing DR's not on the show today because he wouldn't be happy <laughs> with that would he? Um, uh, well, let's just talk about the John Obi McKell situation as well because so like I said before, Turkish football is continuing at the moment. Uh, most games behind closed doors. John Obi Mikhail has expressed his fears about football continuing in Turkey. He's now decided to leave Trabzonspor. Does this make you more glad that actually they have taken action and postponed over here? Because, you know, say a Crystal Palace player had gone, no, I'm not comfortable playing. And actually, I don't believe that, you know, especially with the government policies at the moment, where the government's saying I should be playing, maybe they'd be within their rights to leave the club.
5: Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I think not only have, as a player, got uh, the ability, as with a lot of professional people at the moment... And a lot of parents that want to pull their children out of school when schools are still open, you know, people have their own uh, personal sort of decisions to make as to whether they don't want to put themselves at risk. But not only that, I think this playing behind closed doors, I think it is a bit strange because... You know, as we know, leading up to the crisis uh, in the last few weeks, there were, so we were, we were still potentially going ahead with games at the weekend, but then there were teams saying, oh, we can't play because, you know, a couple of our players have, have got the virus or one of their family members has, so they're in isolation. So I, I just, I don't think it can work. I really don't. And I think, yeah, he's, he's probably right to pull out for personal reasons. And I think that they'll, Probably the Turkish league will may have to stop if it if it, if it carries on getting worse.
0: Well, what are they doing differently out there then? Is what's, what's the situation in Turkey? Is there, are there not many cases? Is it is it not there at all? Because um, if if they're looking at everybody else, they should be thinking about shutting down, surely.
4: Yeah, you would think so. Um, I guess that's that's the that's for the Turkish league to decide.
0: Indeed, um, but as for John Obi McHale, yeah, I, I don't blame him if he, if he wants to look after his own health, uh, and perhaps he's got family who might be sort of more vulnerable than, than the general populace. Who knows? Um, but carrying on with a with a downer, I didn't want to do this before the just before the end of the show, but it was mooted on Twitter that um, we may never see Wilf at again if the season is over. And if he moves on, elsewhere, swear, what are you thinking about that, Jack? Oh, James.
5: Well, yeah, that would be disappointing. Um, because that is, you know, to be fair, that is a, a strong possibility. Um, so, but um, maybe it's, you know, I, I can't think, I can't really think ahead uh, too much. Um, in that way, I mean, I'm more sort of inclined to sort of just let's. I mean, I've had a real, real reality check recently, and just sort of had a good good think about things. And you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, we're all been worrying about VAR and referees and whatever. And you're thinking, Do you know what? Who cares about VAR or referees? We just want to get the game on again um so personally i think we just just have to think you know let's get everyone better let's get rid of the virus and let's get back to normality and we'll see who's around who's in contract who isn't start negotiating at that point um but yeah I, i i can't look too far ahead to be honest with you i'm i'm just like yeah i'm just sort of more concerned about your family Family and and just getting everyone better, really.
4: Yeah, uh, I think that's that's absolutely the case. But uh, there are is things to do to distract yourselves at the moment. Listen to Love Sport, of course. You can call the show at any point oh two zero eight seventy twenty five five eight, or you can follow the Leighton Orient FIFA tournament. One hundred twenty eight teams uh, across the world are playing in a FIFA tournament, one representative from each club. It's going to be quite interesting. Man City are in it, Ajax, Roma, Sydney FC. I've seen FC Mitchland have signed up for it. I've seen that the Central Coast Mariners as well in Australia have signed up. Uh, Leighton Orient, of course, will be playing. Crystal Palace have signed up as well. Andros Townsend is going to be the Palace representative. Uh, Can we see Palace winning a global tournament here?
0: Definitely, I've I've seen the way he destroyed Will from one of the old videos. It's it's a distraction. I just hope it's going to be streamed somewhere because we need something competitive to watch to um, to <laughs> get the old pulse going a bit, don't we? Um, something to cheer on. Um, I think it's a great idea. I really do. Um, but how, if we yeah, if we can watch it somewhere, I'd be very happy.
4: How are you guys at FIFA? Can you can you play?
0: I'm I'm still doing FIFA 19, I'm building up quite a very nice team. Um, (laughs) For a 51-year-old with semi-arthritic hands, I'm not too bad. But if I played somebody like DR, I'd get destroyed. (laughs) James, Um, do you
5: pick up a controller as well? um, i probably don't i don't have one at home but i used to when i was young youngster but i've gone to my daughter's friend's house and tried to play but you know it's like those kids are playing every day and then i start suddenly play and i'm useless <laughs> um so yeah i mean it's a nice idea and one thing i wanted to, to sort of mention on the show before we, we finish is a, a guy called vince uh, uh messaged and said um do we do we think that the australian tour is going to go ahead um i've tried to find information on this and um I personally haven't found any information, and obviously this is over the summer, but if it were me, I wouldn't start booking anything or spending any money on any any flights if you haven't already done so, because we're in this for possibly quite a few months, and that would take us through the summer, so um, I would just say to Vince and anyone else listening, just be very careful about the Australian tour, because as i can see it i i, I just don't think it it, it it's a strong possibility it won't go ahead i don't know if you guys have got an opinion on
3: it well
4: i, I don't think there's any chance uh, that pre-season will be going ahead at all really especially on a tour i think that especially as it looks like they're going to try and finish this season by the time they finish this season and if they want to get into next season there's not going to be pre-season will be a couple of weeks and it'll be at home yeah. i think
0: i i don't think uh, countries will have opened their borders by then anyway Yes, so yeah, point. I don't think much will be going on this year in the name, in in tours and events. So many bands <laughs> have cancelled tours in October, November, that far ahead. So, it's, I just think everybody's writing this year off for things like that. Yeah, so we'll, I... we'll just start again.
4: I completely agree. Okay, up next, we've still got 15 minutes left. So what we'll talk about is the Premier League meeting tomorrow. The board of the EFL met today. Uh, I'll go through some of the statements made by the EFL. We'll get the guys' opinion on whether they think the Premier League will follow suit. It's quarter to nine. This is the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport.
3: We've all got one and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Crystal Palace
4: fan show on Love Sport London, the station giving fans a voice. We got your team covered with Churchill Business Insurance. Miles Blumsom here. Crystal Palace fan show going for the next uh, 10 minutes. Joined by James Howard and Nick Gillard from the Back of the Nest podcast. Now, right, guys, the EFL have had their meeting today. The Premier League meeting's tomorrow. So when it comes to the EFL meeting, some of the. Oh, it's just some of the points made were that they were that that the EFL are committing to trying to finish the 2019-20 season. However, that will be, they are going to be giving out a fifty million shortfall uh, quick uh, loan out to teams, interest free, to try to keep the teams alive. They're also going to be working within the public health interests and all of that stuff. You know, just the stuff that you, you feel like they have to say. Premier League meeting tomorrow night or tomorrow during the day. Uh, Nick, what do you actually see coming out of that meeting?
0: Well, it, it, again, they're going to say, yes, we want to try and finish the season, which is a bit, you know, it, it's, it's stating the obvious, um, and doesn't really take us any further because of, They've not given any means to say how they're going to do it, given the, um, up in the airness of everything. Um, there's not a lot they can do really, other than offer the, these kind of platitudes. What I would like to see them do is actually look at how they can be part of their community during this time, and, and maybe meet and look at ways of, you know, linking together the, the food bank ideas that Everton Liverpool fans have got together. Why don't they let's see how they can roll that out while um, there's there's nothing y going on? You know, that they, they can still use their staff, utilise them in a useful way. That's what I'd do.
5: James, do you agree? I think they're going to do a brainstorming session. I think they're going to try and get a lot of ideas as to how to cram all this into next season. Now, I think, and I've just thought this off the top of my head, that we've got a couple of months to squeeze in. So if we did get back to normality around about September... I would be inclined to finish off this season uh, for the first couple of months, of next season. And then I would maybe think of something where maybe we don't play each club home in a way. We just play, uh, the, I don't know how this is going to happen, um, but we, we, we just play, um, you know, maybe one game against Manchester United, and one game against Brighton. And I don't know, I don't know, but toss of a coin, you play home or away, for example. Maybe you don't play League Cup matches. uh, However, you compensate the lower league clubs for them not playing those matches. Um, And then um, maybe you can still fit in the FA Cup competition. Um, But I really do think that they need to finish off this season properly. Um, And yeah, maybe a couple of months into next season... Uh, a lot of midweek games in the Premier League because let's face it we don't have compared to championship and lower league size, we don't have that many midweek games I think we can definitely squeeze in midweek games um, all this talk about um, you know it's, there's too many games that's nonsense in the Premier League we've got squads of 20 plus players they can play you know even if you've got to put out your second string team we can get another team to play a midweek game um, so I think we can I think we can we can squeeze it all into next season. Personally,
4: yeah, I, I just the, the meeting tomorrow. Nothing will be decided. That I think that what we've seen from UEFA yesterday and from the EFL today. Some people thinking that they were going to give some definitive answer of what was going to happen. That's not going to happen because there is no way of knowing how long <coughs> COVID nineteen is going to be such a prevalent issue mm. in society.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
5: so that's difficult because it, you know, it's it's you could be just wasting your breath for a, for a whole day having a brainstorming session because nobody actually knows when it's all going to be resolved. Um, so um, they probably just got to, you know, kind of tick box a few things, get things sorted but um, yeah, uh, do you know what, it, it'd be an interesting meeting to go along to, to be yeah. honest with you, to listen do you think they should to people on the wall.
0: <laughs> oh dear, it, it, it's they're just doing something for the sake of looking like they're doing something, I think. But you, you, like you said, they, they don't have a crystal ball. They don't know what's, what's around the corner. you know. But it's uh, interesting times. Okay. I've, I've said that so many times these last <laughs> few days, but it is.
4: Yeah, well, there's, no one really knows what's happening. We'll just have to find out as and when each day... Something different happens. For example, today, Boris Johnson pulling the trigger on... Uh, I don't think that's the right term to use, actually. Uh, Boris Johnson deciding that schools should close uh, from Friday, if, whether you think that's the right decision or not. That will be happening. Um, and is he, ramping up, and tomorrow there will probably be another statement made Some you know, after yesterday's uh, money towards helping businesses. The £350 billion pledged by the government uh, talked about protecting... Um, Landlords with not having to pay their mortgages. Now we're talking about potentially uh, uh, protecting renters from having to pay rent during this time because lots of people are going to miss out on their wages, miss out on work. Um, let's get away from that slightly and talk about when the season does resume. Crystal Palace, like we mentioned to Jim Cannon earlier in the show, sat three points off Spurs. the six points off fifth, which would be the final Champions League spot. Uh, only two, three weeks ago, we were talking about, oh, not one for a while. Could be relegation. How are you, how are you feeling going through the rest of the season?
0: We've had three wins on a, in a row. It's a shame it was brought to a halt so suddenly. Um, it'll be nice if we can pick up where we left off. Um, most teams should have a full squad back fit, I'd imagine, by then. So, you know, all, all Premier League and, and Nash, all league teams should have a, a full squad to pick from. So that'll, that'll be interesting. So it'll be a kind of reset button. Um, whether we click straight away, I don't know, because would each team come out and play the same way they were playing or would things have changed over that time? It it, it would be very, very interesting. Because of such a, a gap, it almost be like starting a new season where teams do perform differently to how they did at the end of the season before, if that makes sense.
4: James, are you worried that this break in play is going to be going on for so long that Gary Cahill might be too old to play? He might come back in with <laughs> grey hair and a, and a walking stick.
5: Oh, I don't think Gary, I think Gary Cahill has got quite a few years left in him, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, the way he keeps himself fit and uh, how he looks on the pitch. But um, yeah, you know, when they do come back, whether it is a, hopefully just a two or three months or whether it's longer, um, it's just a restart, isn't it? And um, some some clotsies will be fitter than others um, for various reasons. Um Some teams will be sharp. Some players will be sharper than others. Um, Who knows what will happen? It's 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 yeah. It's it's like Nick said. We can't judge what's going to happen, and um, you know even. The likes of of Liverpool, you know, might 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 come back, and uh, you might find that they're a little bit rusty. And people, I mean, I know recently they were losing games, be but you know, glad the, like, the, break, the possibility at the beginning you. of this, you always feel at the beginning of the season, there's always a chance to to beat sort of the top five teams because you know they're they're a little bit rusty. So we'd have all that again. Where you know, if you had liver, if you were due to play Liverpool or Man City, you might think, oh, I fancy my chances because uh, their players will be a bit rusty. So. There's, there's that, that, that scenario, but um, yeah, it, 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 it could be, but then it's still the same managers, so you know, it's, it's, um, I don't suppose. We can lose a manager before the, the 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 season restarts, but possibly that could happen. Well, if but it's behind closed
4: doors, um, the over 70s staying at home might be in place, and forget about the stadium ban we were talking about. Roy Hodgson might not be able to leave the house.
5: <laughs> Poor old Roy. Yeah, no, we'll have uh, video links from his from his bedroom or something. Yeah, yeah they'll, um, they'll have
0: to have him on the uh, giant TV. Yeah, yeah uh, at the opposite yeah. end of the home style so the players can see him scowl down at them if they're not doing the right thing.
4: Well, it might be a good use to finally use the VAR monitors that no referees have been using all season. You can get Roy Hodgson's face up on them. Um, hey, guys, Nick, James, thank you so much for tonight. That was the Crystal Palace fan show. Actually, my last Crystal Palace fan show. So I need to thank James, Nick and DR for the last few months, keeping me in as an eagle, uh, talking all things Crystal Palace. Next week, when the station goes to the national station uh, the show will be moving Charlie Hawkins will be hosting it. so don't don't worry we'll still be doing the Crystal Palace fan show just make sure you press the auto-tune button on your radio retune so you get Love Sport National we've got Fuller next on Love Sport
3: thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio for more go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts news and views or for more follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter
2: about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around.
1: You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.